0: Hey, thanks for joining. I'm Kamisha Cohen, and I'm here to bring you short, simple, and straightforward tips and techniques to help you master self-esteem in your relationship, career, and business. Are you struggling with compulsive loneliness? always fantasizing about relationships and longing to be loved? Have you been in a relationship only to be cheated on? Or perhaps, are you cheating on yourself? Cheating yourself from the love, happiness, peace, and joy by holding on to past pain? Well today, I want to talk about three ways you can overcome emotional abandonment by being loyal to yourself. And when you are loyal to yourself, your self-esteem automatically goes up and you boost your confidence. So here are three different ways that you can increase your confidence and self-esteem while overcoming emotional abandonment. Before we go on, I want to make sure that I tell you about my new ebook, The Truth About Abandonment. You can download this ebook absolutely free. The link is in the description box below. And also don't forget to book your free coaching session with me, coaching session. (laughs) So here is tip number one, get to know yourself. Right now the world has slowed down a whole lot. So you have nothing but time to really tune into your inner thoughts and your feelings and allow that time to get to know yourself. What makes you happy? What makes you sad? What makes you laugh? What makes you feel good on the inside? I remember a few years ago when I first started my coaching business, I took the strength finder assessment and it really showed me a lot of my own strengths and talents that came naturally. So coaching and sharing information, doing research is a natural resource for me. And of course, the shyness and the other things I had to work on speaking, those were my weaknesses, but I developed those. So getting to know yourself can be an investment. It's an asset to yourself to where you can grow and expand. Getting to know yourself is mandatory. We spend so much time pleasing and serving our mates and our children. We're busy in our church, we're volunteering. We know our neighbors, we know our coworkers, we know our girlfriends and homeboys, but we never get to really know who we truly are as a person. So now's the time, take out the time to really get to know what makes you feel good, what makes you happy, what makes you smile. What makes you feel fulfilled on the inside what motivates you allow this time now to really get to know who you truly are so by getting to know who you are you become more loyal to yourself you're no longer saying yes to things that you have no interest in that you really don't want to do You're no longer taking on or chasing opportunities or chasing friends because you are being more loyal to yourself. So again, this is a great benefit to you so you can grow and expand and live the life of your dreams. So here is tip number two, learn to like you. So now that you know a little bit more about yourself, learn to like yourself. I know that I love telling jokes and for the first time I believe it was last year I did my first stand-up comedy and people laughed so hard it actually scared me I didn't think I was that funny but I am and I've been doing it for a long time but I never put myself out there and so now I like that I like that side of me to where I'm open and really enjoy who i am as a person i like that funny side and i can pretty much make anything funny so get to know yourself and then learn to like yourself. and this can take some time learning to know who you really are and also appreciating and liking yourself it's going to take some time especially if you've been in the practice or the habit of talking negative or down to yourself so again look in the mirror compliment yourself you know Praise yourself when you get rewards. You be the first one to praise yourself. You be the first one to tell yourself how good you look in the morning time. You know, and you'll be amazed over time how good you feel about yourself. And again, this will all boost your self-esteem. It makes you feel good about being you. So here is tip number three. Acknowledge and be aware of how you feel a lot of times we have been trained and conditioned to suppress how we feel don't be emotional don't really show what you have going on in your life and that's good to a certain extent but be real with yourself if you don't feel good if you're afraid about certain situations if you feel anxious about something Speak that. Say it to yourself. You know, I don't feel good. Something is bothering me. You know, I don't really like this person or this uh, experience didn't sit well with me. This is being loyal to yourself. This is saying, I really don't want to do this again. So if if I have the opportunity not to do it, don't do it. This is being loyal to yourself. But when you do things that you don't feel good about, you're not being true to yourself you not being loyal to yourself. So acknowledge how you feel in certain situations and relationships, or even just going out throughout your day. If an emotion comes up, a- acknowledge that emotion. How are you feeling? You know, maybe you were triggered by so something. So I encourage you to try out these three tips, you know, take one at a time and practice these and get to know yourself and get to like yourself and acknowledge how you feel. So I hope that you have enjoyed this video. Make sure that you give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. Until then, I'm out of here. Joining, I'm Kamisha here to provide you with simple, short, and straightforward tips and techniques to help you master self-esteem in your relationship, career, and business. And today I wanna talk to you about scapegoating what it is and how it is used among victims so scapegoating is in a biblical sense a ritual this is how it first started a ritual which is a pattern of words or behavior that is repeated and performed So this ritual was performed when a goat was selected and the community would gather and place their sins and wrongdoing and cast them into the goat. The goat was later killed or either taken into the wilderness where it was not to return. In today's time, scapegoating is pretty much blaming a person and holding them responsible for the family's problems or wrongdoing. So it's pretty much similar and content or context of what went on in the past with putting your sins and wrongdoing into this goat. Now you're placing your sins onto a person who is closest, closest to you, either a family member or a group. Scapegoating is a projection defense. Projection defense is when someone casts their wrongdoings, inadequacies and mistakes onto someone else the role selection is sometimes done by default so you may not necessarily be selected or chosen but maybe you were the firstborn child so by default this parent who was dysfunctional projected their own wrongdoings and inadequacies up onto you the scapegoated child in the family is usually the one that is rejected. Scapegoating is a serious family dysfunction problem in which one member of the family or a social group is blamed for small things picked on and constantly put down. This can become a generational pattern of abuse passed down from child to child. So if this issue is not addressed or the dysfunction is never made aware you continue to play out the role of scapegoating into where you uh, continue this as a generational cycle so now scapegoating becomes normalized and is woven into the family as a way of living and is repeated through future generations with the parent designating a favorite child and rejecting another child by moving their own personal blinding and responsibilities away from themselves and towards the target child the target child is usually very sensitive so this makes you a prime target because you are very emotional, maybe an impact you, because they need you to respond especially if the parent is narcissistic or the caregiver or the abuser is narcissistic they need you to respond to to regulate their own emotions so they don't know how to regulate their own emotions and handle responsibilities so they project that onto another person you in return cry out respond react you know deny this helps them to regulate their own emotions in scapegoating the feelings of guilt aggression the feelings of blame and suffering are transferred from the scapegoater to the scapegoatee to fulfill an unconscious drive to avoid or release bad feelings. Again, this is to help them regulate their own emotions on the inside that they don't know how to express themselves. So, we want to project how I feel, blame you, say you were wrong, and make you take responsibility of my wrongdoing. doing. So, here are some common characteristics of a a good target a good target is often uh, shy and soft-spoken and when I think of this I think of myself and how shy and soft-spoken I was and you'll be amazed what a person can pick up instantly about you just by being shy and uh, soft-spoken this automatically puts you in a category of being weak And being the um, perfect target for an abuser, a manipulator, or a person that likes and seeks control. Another trait is loyalty, right? Because we all know that the abuser really doesn't want you to, to leave because they need you to help them in that sense to regulate their own emotions. So they need someone that is loyal so if you put up and tolerate their abuse and manipulation and their controlling behavior this is another win for them because you are such a loyal person to everyone else but you're not really loyal to your own self because you don't have boundaries and standards. Another trait is insecure. You don't feel good about yourself you maybe come from a household that was dysfunctional that had uh, your parents or care, caregivers may have had low self-esteem so you are very insecure about yourself so you are able to uh, tolerate the scapegoating, the bullying, being excluded being left out of situations another one is low expectations um, when you're the scapegoat as a child you learn not to expect much from others so in an adult this particular person uh, you are like a gem because they don't have to do anything another trait is low demand so you don't expect anything and you don't demand anything from them and this is like a survival a coping mechanism to keep conflict down if you just do it yourself don't bother them this is perfect and I'm just saying for basic stuff you know another trait is you have a history of abandonment and neglect meaning that you are you come from an origin where people have left you like I said you've been bullied you've been left out you've been excluded this is abandonment this is neglect, where your needs are not being met, when uh, you don't have any expectations, you don't have any demands, your needs are probably not getting met, basic needs. Another one is taking the blames, taking the blame for other people's problems. I know that. Um, A person with codependency and low self-esteem is highly likely to take the blame. Again, you have been raised in this environment to where you take the blame is always your fault. You can fix it. You're the people pleaser. And so again, all these traits and characteristics make you the perfect scapegoater, make you the perfect victim for abuse. And here is one that um, really stands out because in order for a person to, in order for the abuser, um, in order for the abuse to be sustainable, the victim has to be willing to be controlled, right? You have to be compliant with the abuse so that's why some people when they get in an abusive relationship they immediately leave they're not compliant this doesn't doesn't go with their flow it's not their type of flavor for there are some individuals where you've grown up in dysfunction where you've been abused physically sexually mentally emotionally verbally so this is your norm so you don't put up a fight so you are more submissive to being controlled and told what to do. Taking the blame. Fixing the problem. Which piggybacks on the Nixon, which you let others dominate you. This is another survival mechanism. You know. Probably when you was in a child. This is something that you use as a child. But you're still living in survival mode. And you still carry this trait. Another trait is being passive. You're passively accepting abuse. You don't stand up for yourself. You deny the abuse. You ignore it. You play it off. You try to rationalize it and make excuses for the abuser in your head. Again, this is survival and coping skills. Something that you have learned to do while you were growing up. As you're still doing in your adulthood that no longer serves you because you are able to provide for yourself you're able to think for yourself you're no longer a child so you don't need this coping skill anymore and the last two are the people pleaser and the fixer which I've already talked about you know these are all traits that uh, really um, people look for being soft-spoken being shy being um, willing to be controlled and letting other people dominate you and make the decisions for you right so I hope that you have been able to acknowledge some of these traits and look over these pick out one or two and start to make some changes today because by decreasing this list of traits you are no longer a match to the abuser by healing yourself decreasing this list of traits if you have at least if you have five or more you are a perfect victim it's way too many and i've had all of them or even more this is a list of fourteen this is way too many traits and The more you have the longer you stay in abusive relationships again because you come from a history of abuse abandonment and neglect so you're more likely to tolerate the chaos and dysfunction of the abuser and controller and manipulator so I hope that you I found this video helpful make sure that you give me a thumbs up and subscribe to this channel if you want to see more videos like this I have uh, recently published a new ebook the truth about abandonment that I'll leave the link in the description box below for you to download It's absolutely free and don't forget to book your free coaching sessions I have a few slots uh, that are available so if you have some of these traits, some of these issues we can talk them over Again, again this coaching session is absolutely free to you so go ahead and book your session now let's jump on a quick call and let's just talk about some of these things. until next time, I'm out of here. Hi, my name is Kamisha Coleman. If you are new to my channel, make sure that you subscribe so you get more videos on topics of self-esteem, how to improve your self-esteem, goal setting, uh, new business startup videos, right? I provide short, simple, and straightforward tips and techniques to help you master self esteem in your relationship, career, and your business. But today I want to talk about getting the revenge against the narcissist. And if you have ever been in a narcissistic, uh, abusive relationship, or even being raised by a parent, who you believe is a narcissist, there is something inside that really wants payback. They, you really want to see them suffer. I know even in my healing, there were periods, several times, that I really want to see these people suffer. But when I really thought about it they were already suffering so there was no need for me to do anything they were already in suffering severe suffering and that's why they're seeking out so much supply stealing other people's identity and stuff they're already suffering and that's why they hate you that's why they hated me they couldn't understand why is this person so happy after losing everything how can you be this happy i'm just happy glad to be here so i want to say that if you're thinking about getting revenge against the narcissist saying some nasty things calling some folks doing your own smear campaign the best thing that you can do is focus on your own happiness and success that is the true revenge against the narcissist because remember the whole time they were setting you up for destruction for failure They've taken everything. You've lost everything and got it all back and some. So just by being successful, you have taken the ultimate revenge upon the narcissist. And they can't claim any parts in it. They can't say, oh, I helped you. Oh, I paid for this. No, they didn't they can't they can't claim that the ultimate revenge against the narcissist is your own happiness your success your money living out your dreams not chasing them making sure they pay because you're still stuck in the same cycle I remember I was indirectly put out meaning that my ex had the water cut off and the account locked so you couldn't pay the bill I couldn't access this to turn it back on and he actually told me that he was gonna have the the lights turned off the next day I'm in Texas it's like 99 105 it's hot and I have children And so, of course, I'm going to leave. I'm going to move out. And that's what I did. But I wasn't really prepared. I had money. But still, I needed the time. So I ended up, me and my children stayed in the hotel for a couple of days. And I ended up going to a shelter. We had a pending case. So, um,. stayed in the shelter for six weeks Uh, and i can tell more about that story that journey on another video Um, they helped me get an apartment Uh, i had no furniture because i had sold and given away everything so we had nothing but our clothes and i just had my things for my business the apartment was fully furnished Uh, And it was comfortable. And so when we did finally meet up, and I told them how great God is, (laughs) and that I had all this stuff. (laughs) I mean, they play like they're happy for you. They're not. (laughs) They're not. And that was one time. And there was another time, uh, during a breakup, you know, something else had happened, and I won an award for one of my books. <laughs> you know, it was like every time you leave this person, your life elevates. <laughs> you get out of, you, know, you you get a get out of jail free card. So it's something to really think about. The success that you're having while you're not with the narcissist or you're not in the the environment of that person at all the level of success and I say that because I am a high school dropout and there are some underlying issues in school and learning is not one of them Um, my mother wouldn't give me the money to ride the bus to catch the school bus uh, so I had to I needed to catch the city bus in order to get on the school bus because it was too far away from my house and it only cost a quarter and so she told me to go get a job when I got a job and I had difficulties getting home because once Uh, it was time for me to get off work the bus the city bus had stopped running so I couldn't get back home Uh, I went I was bused into through a I guess magnet program at that time Uh, and so I lived on the other side of town couldn't get back home 10 o'clock at night so my ex-boyfriend Brother's girlfriend lived not too far from where I was working So I would just walk to her house Get up the next morning go to school get out of school go to work and do the same thing. Well She had me arrested as a runaway And I was so embarrassed that I never went back Um, Just some horrible experiences Uh, and it's not like she didn't know where I was she knew she wouldn't come pick me up from work because uh, she would say she was sleepy she was tired and it was a pretty good drive from where we lived Uh, no excuse no excuse but I want to say I just recently um, I did go back to school I got my GED, I ended up completing a cosmetology license in Houston, Texas. Passed the test, first go round, came back to Dallas, did my associate's degree back in 2000, yeah, 2000. So actually that was 20 years ago that I got my associate's degree But I was a single mom, and I tried two other times to get my bachelor's, and it just didn't work out. Well, I finally did it. I finally completed my bachelor's degree, and I am so proud of myself. So proud of myself. So proud of myself. And I actually completed most of it during COVID-19 sitting here. I completed 10 courses within four months. 10 courses i surprised my own self okay so and i'm gonna keep going um, because that's what i do is help people like myself if you want to start a business uh, a new startup you're looking for some information you're looking for support you're looking for confidence because a lot of times we have a lot of great ideas products and services, but we don't quite have the confidence to sell those services, even just offer those services, put it out there. So I help individuals boost, improve, build, develop, the confidence they need in order to succeed. But I just wanted to share my story and tell you that the ultimate revenge is your success, is your happiness. Work on you. Heal your wounds. Enjoy the rest of your life. People will tell you what you can't do, what you're not, but they didn't make you so they can't dictate who you are and what you can do. But it's up to you. You get to decide your destiny. Make a decision, be happy, be successful. And success can look many different ways to many different people you get to choose your level of success your level of happiness so that is my secret to getting the revenge against the narcissist so like this video give it a thumbs up and make sure you create some goals for yourself and create some successful moments for yourself and celebrate yourself. I just wanted to share this video with you. That's all I have for today. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Kamisha Coleman, providing you with short, simple, and straightforward tips and techniques to help you master self-esteem in your relationship, career, and your business. And today we're gonna to be talking about low self-esteem in women's, so stay tuned for more so today we're going to be talking about low self-esteem in women what are some of the signs to know if you have low self-esteem and so the first one that i really uh recognize even for myself coming out of a state of low self-esteem is a problem with speaking up you know sometimes you don't want to cause conflict or you feel that your opinion doesn't matter or You just have uh, a problem expressing your needs and your wants and your feelings, especially in a social environment. One-on-one may be okay, but even then that can be uh, a little difficult for you. The second one I I identified was excessively saying, I'm sorry for no reason, for things that are not under your control. And it can be a a simple thing as saying, I'm sorry for bumping into someone, and actually you bumped into each other at the same time or you stepped in front of somebody and you say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, or just simple things that may not really deserve an apology. So to really uh, be aware of the excessive I'm sorry's some of the times taking up space uh, may make you feel guilty. Again, there may be some other lining issues because of that may be guilt. Uh, so you say, I'm sorry for a lot of things that are not really in your control. They're out of your control. Another one is you feel undeserving or incapable of maybe performing a task. Uh, you feel that if you get too much more if you want something more than what you already have that you really don't deserve that like a loving relationship you know you may meet a nice person a nice guy but you don't feel deserving of this person and it's because of your your low self-esteem your low self-worth you even take on these unfulfilling jobs kind of play in the background while you see others or even help others to succeed in life you may be even broke you lend out a lot of money because again you're helping others and not really helping yourself because you feel so undeserving Uh, or incapable you may want to start that business but you don't feel like you have the talent the abilities the skills the mindset uh to actually succeed in business another one would be you're constantly feeling confused about making your own decisions so you you're always calling up uh, your friend or a family member or talking it over with co-workers or strangers or whoever before you make a decision. And this can be good and bad, but really you can't move on because you can't make that decision and someone else's approval is holding you up from making that big decision. And this is because a lack of choices. As children we uh, should have been taught how to make choices for ourselves but if you come from a controlling codependent and uh, environment your choices will probably be taken away from you and you were told what you can have what you can do what you should wear what you shouldn't wear things like that so now your decision-making is being left up to someone else even as an adult So moving on, the next one is you have a negative self view of yourself, right? You have a constant, critical, negative self talk about how you look, especially when you look in the mirror. There may be some voices, some thoughts that come into your head about yourself that are not positive. You have, you don't really recognize your talents and your abilities uh, because of your, you're so crucial and negative about your own self. Again, this has a lot to do with your upbringing, uh, because self-esteem is developed in your childhood. So if it was not a healthy self-esteem was not cultivated, you grew up with a negative, low uh, self-esteem. So you don't have a very good view of who you are, and you don't feel good about yourself. But it can change. You also um, you are abusive towards yourself. And when you think of abuse, just engaging in toxic relationship is a form of self abuse because you don't feel good about yourself. You're more likely to engage in toxic relationships. And now these people are projecting their own uh, insecurities onto you, which reinforces your low self-esteem overspending right you put yourself in financial situations or overeating so now you're you're really suppressed and you don't feel good about how you look so a couple of ways that you can start to overcome low self-esteem is number one if you have problems speaking up for yourself expressing your feelings and wants it's important that you start to to assert yourself you know uh subtly simple statements to say this is what i need this is what i want if it's a support that you want if it's uh something that you don't want make sure that you start to speak up and i have another video on assertiveness that you can go back and watch that gives you some more ideas on how to practice being more assertive if you have issues with you know saying i'm sorry simple practice not saying i'm sorry stop apologizing for every simple thing just be aware that you're doing it and be intentional to stop doing that um when it comes to feeling undeserving and incapable start to feel worthy uh this is gonna do have to do with some self-awareness being really tuned in about who you are as a person and the value that you bring to the world So you can feel more worthy and deserving of good things. Um, If you're having troubles with making decisions and choices, again, start to make more choices and decisions on your own before consulting with someone. Already have your choice or the final decision in mind or make that choice and then go back and tell someone just to see what their opinion is, but you've already made your your decision, right? So this gives you more a buy-in about your own approval. You no longer need someone else's approval in order to make decisions. <clears throat> when it comes to um, the negative self-view, uh, journaling, you know, the thoughts that you're having, I have a video on that as well about a negative self-talk really focusing on the thoughts that you're having and challenging those thoughts so that video is on self-awareness uh, if you're engaging in uh, abusive behavior well, with yourself right let's do uh, some assessments on your relationships uh, that will be number one do uh, an assessment of all your relationship your long-term relationship to see what are the similarities right Especially if they ended in the the same way, maybe you were in an abusive relationship, they were cheaters, Uh, no matter if they were financial or physically abusive, it's good to assess the relationship to see what are you drawn to, why you're attracted to this person. And then let's do some self-assessment, when you're overspending, when you're overeating, to see when these emotional triggers are kicking in. So that's my video on low self-esteem in women. I hope that you found this video helpful. Don't forget to give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel to get more great videos just like this. Bye for now.